everybody. Welcome back to the Bullocker Podcast. I'm Moose Lundstrom. And I am Dancia Kudron. Well, stranger Dancia Kudron. What's going on, sister? <laughs> Hello, old friend. Uh, so we, you haven't been on the podcast in like 17 episodes. It's been a while. Well, thanks for reminding me. Well, I, did, I thought maybe you forgot my phone number. I, I call you all the time, but you're busy. You're super fucking busy all the time. Because the last time you were on, we got a little too hammered on this thing, and I had to edit oh, the no. shit out of it, you know? <laughs> it was my dream come true. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I hope the, the whiskey is not going to be an issue, though. Yeah, oh, it will be. <laughs> I can't handle that. A great issue. Um, and real quick, we are uh, back in Bullhooker Studio. It's beautiful. Yes. It's beautiful. Thank you. I, it's the first time here. I'm excited to have you here. We also have a guest today. Yes, we do. A very do special we? guest. Yes, Who's the guest. Uh, yeah. This is some bitch I know, uh, <laughs> Randolph Torres. Uh, how are you? I'm very good. Uh, I wanted to say one thing. Uh, behind me is a mural on the wall, and that is actually Randolph's handiwork. He actually came in one day, and uh, I'm going to snitch you out a little bit because this makes me laugh. Uh, I came down here, and the paint fumes were pretty heavy, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I think this dude's high. Cause you oh like, yeah, you're 100%. Like, I love it. And I'm I like, I'm gonna get a pizza. I'm like, it's fucking high. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's true. I um, I should wear a respirator when I paint, but I no. Know. What's the fun? If, if anybody asks, I mean, if anybody asks, you know, out there in the professional world, if my parents ask, I always wear a respirator. Yeah. I'm very oh, yeah. safe around yeah. chemicals, um, but really, no, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. why would you be? That's, yeah. that's lame. <laughs> um, you hold that cooler when you don't, dude. It smells good. I mean, that high yeah. quality artist spray paint has like a sugary right. smell to it. It doesn't I smell bet. like Krylon. It's not like you're huffing paint out of a paper bag. It's like. You're in a candy shop. Right. Do you also like the smell of gasoline? <laughs> I do. I do. I do too. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's a guilty here. pleasure. It's it a guilty is pleasure. Weird. Markers, like all that yeah, weird I shit. Swear to yeah. God. Alcohol I markers, you. man. Yeah. It's a thing. I yeah. preach to the choir here, but I, mean, I, I have an addictive personality and some stories. <laughs> yeah. So. It's, an like, easy, it's an easy get Did off, we just man. become best friends? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want to do some karate in the garage? I get, to, I I get top bunk. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Randolph, you might actually recognize also from HGTV. He's actually the artist who has yep. done all the murals for the hometown makeover. All yes. of them. Uh, not all. So I've done, I did, just six, the good I did ones. six projects. Just the good just ones. Just the good ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did six projects for HGTV. Um, the other two murals in town, there's one inside the ice cream shop that was done by a local woman and then there's one cr- across from mine at the end of main street on railroad which is the uh, culture grows here with the uh-huh. uh, 4-h quilt which was done by rob hill shout out to rob hill he's a phenomenal artist from denver a uh, big abstract guy but other than that i did the vast majority of the projects for that's the show. amazing yeah which was um something i never figured i would do coming to fort morgan um i was a mural artist in california for a long time owned my own business doing just murals that was my only job and um, yeah, moved out here to Fort Morgan just to tattoo, um, to make a life out here. And you kind came of, out here to tattoo. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I work at Americana now. Um, but yeah, coming out here, I kind of left the mural business behind in California. It wasn't really something that I figured would be booming out here, right in rural Colorado. Wow. And uh, got out here July first of last year. And after living here for a week, I had my company van, which had all my branding and things like that on it. Um, got an Instagram message from HGTV saying, hey, we're interested in having you work on some murals for us. And I was like, dude, bullshit, Who's right? Who's punking me? Yeah, I was like, this is a fucking yeah. spam, right? Yeah. It's, it's an absolute right. scam. I was right. like, no way in hell HGTV is hitting me up for artwork, right? Artists always are insecure, so it's like, <laughs> no right. way that I'm going to be the guy on HGTV. Right. So immediately reached back out, and I was like, yeah, like, whatever. If this is real, like, let's set up a meeting. And uh, the lady that messaged me, she was like, yeah, let's go to lunch right now. We'll go to Acapulco Bay here in Fort Morgan. And I was like, yeah, okay, sure. So met up with her, had some margaritas, had some tacos, and uh, she, you know, uh, approached all the projects, kind of what they were looking for. 
and uh, was kind of just going down the list of like what they needed. And I was just saying like, yes to every project. And I was like, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. Right. Yeah, she was like, what well, can't I do? she was like, well, we only have four months. Like, are you sure you can actually do six projects and get them done? Like on our timeline? I was like, dude, fuck yeah. I'm a rock star. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And uh, yeah, that was kind of how it happened. And um, yeah, ended up uh, knocking out all the projects, had a really fun time doing it. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's still kind of surreal. So did they tell you what they wanted or did you kind of create it? It was a blend of both. So, you know, no, no ill will towards HGTV, but the nature of Hollywood is we want you to have creative freedom, but we still have control, right? Yeah, of so there was a lot of the projects where they were like, hey, like, give us your idea. Like, we want you to be the man behind the vision, right? I'd give them an idea and they would be like, well, we don't really like that. So <laughs> yeah. how about you just no. do this? And I'd be like, okay, so right. you don't want my vision. You want what you want with my style. Right. And yeah. they were like, yeah, pretty much. And I was like, well, we could have started with that. But uh, you know what, though? That, that, that's shame on them. Uh, well, when, it's fine. When you painted this one, and I told I told you, whatever yeah. you think, I just want to say Bullhooker uh-huh. Podcast or Bullhooker, whatever. And he showed me the original one on his iPad. And at first I hated the colors. I'm like, I don't know if I like that at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I told him so. But once he got on the wall, it really pops. Yeah. I, I really love it now. You Artists know? see things the way we don't. <clears throat> yeah, it's they right. really it's do. Exactly it's right. True. You know. Yeah. And I think that was the hardest thing of working with the show is like one of the the biggest I think hurdles that I dealt with dealing with them is that there's no like when you're working with television, there's no uh, definite boss, right? Right. So you have the network, you have the producers, you have the creative directors, you have you know, the um, whatever kind of like core team they have. Um, You have the director, like there's so many people involved. And as a single artist with your vision, you're trying to get all these different groups of people to have different interests and different goals in mind to approve this one piece of art. So I think that was the hardest thing where it was like, I would draw something and it would go up the chain of command. A couple of different groups would approve it. It would get to the top and they'd be like, nah, we don't like it. And they'd send it back down. And so you redraw it mm. and you send it back up the line and it makes it up through a couple channels. And then somebody eventually is like, man, we don't like it. And <laughs> so you're constantly playing that game of like pleasing everyone, you know, whereas working for an individual client, like working for you, yeah. right. it's a lot easier because it's like I draw it. Only one person has to sign off and be like, yeah, this is all right. Let's right. do it. So Fair. that was a that was a pretty rough deal working with them. But. Yeah. It worked out well, it though. It panned I mean, out. It panned yeah. out phenomenally. And I'm glad I ran into you. And it's by just happenstance, we ran into each other. This wall behind us actually is the comedy wall that we did all our stand-up is comedy. It? Yeah, from there? So when Adam hauled it down here, it was actually Vokey's idea. I'll give him that. He <laughs> says, you should tag that wall. You should have someone come and, like, tag the damn thing. And I go, that's a great idea, Adam. Love it. But I couldn't find anybody to do it. So I, yeah. I, I was going to go to the police and be like, you know any kids <laughs> tag? You know yeah, who's, who's the guy hitting you the train? Were, you were. Yeah. You're so ghetto. <laughs> I mean, I where, where do you find it? So love somebody it. says, go talk to Jesse Vaughn, the owner of Americana. I think he does that stuff. I walk in. He's very busy. He's just like, yeah. I don't have time. And you're like, you know, I can do it. And I was like, oh. Okay. That's, I was wondering what the connection <clears throat> yes. was, how you two. We got yeah. to bullshit. And then I'm like, I have a podcast. And at first he's like, mm, good for you. you know yeah. <laughs> oh, good job. Yeah, so, so does a million other people. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. What's your shit how, premise? How special. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he came down and we started talking. Yeah, man, I'm, well, I'm so super happy with what you've done here, though. So. Yeah, man. Thank you. I, I had a blast doing it. So. <clears throat> and I'll tell you what. There's another piece in here. Um, behind you, it's a, a Fort Morgan Mustang uh, picture, and the only reason that hangs in this this uh, podcast studio is the person to my left here. That's the only reason. Oh yeah, because okay? I know she came in, and there, mm-hmm. there's a brush beat digger one, and not a Mustang. Yeah, I had never heard the end of it. Yeah, you an yeah. educator? I am. I work at the yeah. high school. I work nice. in the counseling yeah. office. And honestly, I mean, we all kind of know the Mustangs are better, but sometimes Larry's <laughs> like, ah, beat diggers. Uh. 
So what the hell is a beekeeper? Uh, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's exactly. A, it's a piece of hardworking farm equipment. Thank you very oh, much. Okay. Oh, it's weird, Larry. Yeah. It's a weird must. I can tell you exactly what it is. It's the one that won the football game last year. <laughs> oh, okay. So what is uh, what is their mascot wear? Like, what's the what's the outfit? It's Thank a, you. Yeah. It's it what? Because I can dress up like a horse, right? Yeah. I can dress up like a cougar. I yeah. can dress up like Let's a go a different things. angle with this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There's okay. one beat digger. There's like every other school's a fucking Mustang. Okay, every other one. Oh, yo, just like the podcast. I think there's only one beat digger for How original. How original. <laughs> Actually, there's two beat diggers. Is there really? Yeah, some other assholes in Utah. Oh, nice. But there's only one true beat digger. So, that's right. Utah, that's about right. Utah. <laughs> it would be Utah. Oh, but uh, I mean, beats, like it couldn't be gold diggers. Right? It couldn't be anything like exciting, right? Yeah. Like diamond diggers. There's gold beats. diggers already in the Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Gold diggers, that'd be cool. Yeah. I like that. I mean, and they could have yeah. went a different route. I mean, there's the Denver Nuggets, right? Like, it could have just been. Which is the yeah. worst mascot of all time. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, it's fair. But before we get started and get going any further, I do yes. want to say, welcome to the Bullhooker Podcast. If you're new to the podcast, what we do is we bring on a guest. Today is Randolph Torres. What he's going to do is tell us three stories about his life. Now, here's the kicker. Only two of these stories are true. One's either made up, partially made up, partially true, or a borrowed story. Now, Randolph, without going into great detail, what is it? Is it a borrowed story? Did you completely make it up, or is it half true, half lie? Uh, it is half true. Half true, half true. So there is there is some truth to the story, but okay. um, there's a little bit of uh, embellishment okay, and just to make it more hard. exciting. When you were down here uh, talking about a painting, you were telling me you had some pretty wild stories. You were like, "What's what's the uh, what's the ceiling?" And I was like, "There's not well, one on the bottom." Yeah, yeah. So I, I I do have some pretty wild stories. Um, I've got some. Uh, some pretty heavy uh, psychedelic-induced stories. Right. Love um, it. Yeah, yeah. I've got some of those days. Um, I've got some. Are we near, hear about? Are we gonna hear about that? No, I left okay. those out because I didn't want to be painted as a complete hippie burnout. <laughs> I'm already an artist, right? I'm already an artist right. who who started as a graffiti artist and somehow found a way to become a professional and yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, make a life out of art. So I'm like, I'm already branded as the guy that does tattoos, has face tattoos, does graffiti. Yeah. I don't need to be the guy that's running through a Fair fucking enough. list of yeah. drug stories, you know. Fair but enough. they're fun. They like, are fun. Really, they are fun. Yeah. And, you know, maybe if I come back next time, we can do like an entirely like drug induced oh episode God. and I'll run you through all those, those stories. Those were your California days. Exactly. Those yeah. are fun. Um, most of these, though, are going to be like uh, nature based, like adventure stories, things about me out in the wild, just okay. getting fucked up by nature. <laughs> <so>. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and by the way, don't ever let me judge that because the fact that you make a living doing what you love is amazing. It's great. I mean, it's it's the greatest job in the world. It's great. Everybody wants to do that. That's cool, and it's true. I mean, I think everybody should at least at some point in their life have the opportunity to make, even if it's just one dollar, doing something they love because that is the most rewarding thing. Right. You know, I tell people that all the time when I. I have my days, right? Everybody has their bad days at work. And I've got my days where I, you know, I get home and I sit on the couch and I bitch on the, you know, on the internet about, right. oh, I had such a hard day. And then I think about it from like a perspective standpoint. It's like, well, I sit on my ass and draw pictures all day. So how yeah. bad really right. is it, yeah. you know? It's like I'm, I'm bitching to some guy online about how hard my day was. And he's like, dude, I work in a fucking coal mine. Like, yeah. Fuck you, right? <laughs> right? Like you sit and draw pictures on yeah, people yeah. all day. Like If it was the 90s, I can't I can't reference now because I don't know what's hot for tattoos. But like in the 90s, I go home and if tribal if i have to tattoo marvin the martian on one more son of a bitch (laughs) Uh, yeah no i think i think today nowadays just because of the younger generation and the the, uh, existence of tiktok and fucking pinterest Mm. it's a lot of fine line tattoos fine line botanical tattoos fine line infinity signs fine line butterflies no shading no color no black work just single line so how's that for you like what do you think i fucking 
You do? Really? I think I mean, it'll be easier. It is easy. It is easy. And I think I think that's why it's so annoying. It's oh, because it's it is easy. Like there's no there's no challenge to it, right? Like right. I love doing custom pieces, right? And there is definitely a place for flash work in the tattoo world where, you know, somebody comes in, they find something in the book or on the wall, they pick it off the wall and they're like, I want that. Exactly that. I don't care if a thousand people have it. It's what I want. And, yeah. that's, and that's fine. Uh-huh. And it's the same thing with people bringing in things off the internet. If they find something they want and they like it and they don't care if somebody else has it, like, I'll do it. It's fine. It's cheap. It's fast. You're happy. I'm happy. But I think at the end of the day, I really like the challenge of somebody that walks in with like a custom idea where they're like, I'm not an artist, but I have 40 ideas that I want you to cram into one fucking piece and put (laughs) it on my leg. (laughs) Right. And it's like, that's fun for me. Because then I have to whittle it down and be like, you know, what's what's the priority of this piece? What's the emotion going into it? What's the feeling behind it? What's the story like? why you know why do you want this piece you know you probably hear a lot of that yeah well i think i think with any kind of artistic career um that deals with customer service stuff whether it's tattooing uh cosmetics um you know hairstylists things like that we're like an artist full-time and part-time therapist so we have we have a lot of that i mean you know we hear stories about especially with return clients you know they come in and it's like hey how's little jimmy doing you know how's his fucking football career going yeah, oh he got right. a scholarship how fucking cool like you yeah. know and so we we keep up with those stories um and it is a chance for people to vent especially because with tattooing in particular they're going through pain yeah an inordinate amount of pain um their body's dumping endorphins adrenaline things like that and so they're in like an altered state almost where um they're a little bit more free with their emotions. Mm, um, interesting. And so, yeah, you hear a lot of stuff, which is really But also, fun. like, don't you think, like, people get tattoos, like, in remembrance of somebody? Oh, yeah. So probably then that story's come up and yep. you hear all those stories. I've so. had, yeah, I've had several. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, without naming any names, I actually recently in the last couple months, um, I had a really interesting one. It was my first experience having somebody that I've tattooed die. And so I had an individual who I tattooed, which was a really beautiful experience, tattooing him. Very lovely man. Um, really energetic, fun to talk to, tattooed him with this piece that he had really been wanting and about a week later found out that he had killed himself. Oh, my God. And so his cousin came to me with the news and was like, hey, um, you know, he had a really good time being tattooed by you. You're not my normal tattoo artist, but I think it'd be really cool for me to get a memorial tattoo for him from you because you were the one that last tattooed him. And so that was a really special wow. thing. And, you know, and so we do get those experiences. I don't know if this is what you... Uh, if you would know this or not, was that tattoo kind of like his, uh, not bucket list, but like, I'm going to do something I enjoy before I go kind of thing? I mean, thing? maybe, yeah. you know, and it could have been. And I've, I've had that, I had that conversation with his cousin where it was like, hey, maybe, maybe that was just what he needed. Maybe that was the therapy he needed, his release. Um, and like I said, it was a really special tattoo for me because not only was it something that I really enjoyed tattooing, like the subject matter was really fun. Um, but the very next day after I had tattooed him, he actually called me on the phone. And I was like, this is weird. Like, why is he calling me? I was like, fuck, maybe the tattoo's infected. Maybe something's mm-hmm. going wrong. He's got some questions. Like, it's red, whatever. And uh, he, he was like, no, man, I just want to thank you. And he was uh-huh. like, I had a really good time talking to you. That's it was cool. a really special time for me. Um, I really enjoyed the process of the tattoo. <coughs> and I just wanted to thank you. And I was like, dude, that's the first time ever in my whole career of tattooing. Hell, even doing art that somebody's reached out to me the next day for no reason other than, you know, to just be like, wow. Thank you so much for the experience. Wow. That's very and cool. And so, yeah, maybe that I was all he needed. That. Yeah. You, know, you never you know. You never know. Yeah. Like what you gave in that last moment. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Very awesome. 
Well, Randolph, you ready to tell some stories? Let's do it. All right, Dency, you, you want to read them off, sister? I Hang on. Do. Let's, uh, should we do a shot? For yeah, why don't you uh, fill okay. these up while Dency's reading those off? How about that? Okay, so is this 50K? That is 50K. Okay, 50K. 50K. Help, help, help me out here, lady. Help oh, sorry, here, lady. sorry, friend. 50K. Mr. Freeze. These are good. And Bare Necessities. These are great titles. I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm here for it. 50K, yeah. Mr. Freeze, Bare Necessities. There you, there you guys Pass go. We're drinking bourbon, you said? Yeah, it is bourbon. Any particular kind? I don't remember the name. If they're not sponsoring the podcast, then who the fuck really cares? Exactly. So. Exactly. Salud. Thank you for Salud. coming on. It's a funny story. I normally don't drink these type of things. We are just shooting it like that. You don't have to. You can sip it. It is a sipping whiskey. It okay. Is a, it is a really nice I was nice just going to say, because one time, like, I'm just shooting it because Larry shot son it. drinks this. He can't be bigger than me. Yeah, no. and I was like, okay, it's like a beer. Boom, darn, he's like, mom. So. It's absinthe. It's all <laughs> the green fairy, baby. Yeah, right. Let that's it ride. Right. That's right. Okay. Dancy, why don't you go ahead and pick one out? Ooh. Okay. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad at all. <clears throat> I, I think honestly, bare necessities. That's a great name. I'm just gonna go for You're it. You're gonna go with bare right. necessities. Yeah. So let's hear it. Okay. So um, yeah. Wow. <coughs> story time, man. I haven't I haven't had story time in a long time. Um, wow. Loosen up. You yeah, got. Yeah, I gotta this. loosen up. Um, okay. So bare necessities. Um, this takes place. Most of these stories are gonna take place in California. It's obviously where I moved from before I lived in Colorado. Um, to set the scene. Um, one of my best friends in California, whose name I won't name, because I don't know if he'd be down with it, because we get into some risky shit. Let's call him Carl. Let's call him Carl. Oh, I was going to say Carl's John. Carl's a fun guy. John. Let's call John's, him John. No, John's basic. John's Carl, California. Basic. Carl, California. There Air we go. Floyd. California Carl. California Carl. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, Carl and I, um, we were, I mean, longtime adventure buddies. We go on a lot of backpacking trips together, um, you know, go out shooting in the woods, you know, playing around, whatever. So um, we also were volunteer wilderness rangers together. We got certified with the Los Padres National Forest as wilderness rangers. Wow. So this story takes place in the Los Padres National Forest in California, just south of Solvang area. So we were hiking out to one of our favorite camping spots, which is the Manzana Narrows. And so uh, Naira Campground is the furthest campground you can drive to in this particular region of the Los Padres. And we were planning a three-day backpacking trip to go out to the Manzana Narrows camp, fish in the little creek there, you know, just have a good time. And so we parked the vehicle, um, loaded our bags, started our hike, and uh, it's a pretty long hike. It's about eight miles with little to no shade cover, so it's a little barren out there. It's technically the high desert of California. And... Yeah, we started our trek. Everything was good. We usually start early in the morning, so we beat the heat of the day and made it about five miles out. So we're just about three, four miles shy of the Manzana Narrows. And as we're walking down this trail, I hear this loud crashing sound. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck was that? And so we keep walking and I hear it again. It's like it's like a tree is absolutely shattering under the weight of its own canopy. And I hear it again. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck is going on? And so we're like looking around and don't see anything and so we keep walking we hear it again and to me it's just boom 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 and i'm like dude what the fuck and so keep walking and we hear it one final time and this time it sounds like i mean it's right next to us mm-hmm. and so i look over in the creek bed and i see this can uh the canopy of the tree up above the um the rest of the trees and it's just swaying back and forth i mean like it's in a violent windstorm right and it's the only one shaking and i'm like dude what the fuck is going on and then all of a sudden loud crash and bang tree falls 
And I'm like, what the fuck could do something like that? Like, there's no wind out here. What is right, happening? Right. And it's just the one tree. It's just the one tree. Okay. Yeah. It's not like the whole forest is shaking. Aliens. Right. That's what I thought, right? The greys are here. The greys are here. They're going to take my mind. They're going to probe yeah. my ass. And that's it. Yeah. I'm okay, done. Okay. Lucky. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so this tree comes absolutely crashing down. And so me and Carl are standing there. I mean, just like frozen. We're like, what the fuck? Right. And so all of a sudden, as we're standing there in awe of, like, what had just happened, this black bear comes across the trail. And, you know, black bear, not as intimidating as a grizzly, but it's still a bear, yeah. right? It's a, still kill you. It's a medium-sized yeah. bear. Yeah. And so this bear comes across. And, like, you know, in your mind, your, your Boy Scout training, right, is running through your mind. And you're like, what do I do? Do I freeze? Do I play dead? Do I act bigger than him? Like, there's, Because there's different rules there's, for black yeah, and brown, right? I don't know. There's conflicting information all over the place. Some yeah. people are like, you just play dead like a possum. Other people are like, you got to get big and you got to yeah. yell at him, right? And it's like... I don't know what to do. I'm frozen in Girl, fear at this do, moment, right? Are you, yeah. He's, he's kind of like, he, he plays dead, but plays big dead. Yeah. <laughs> like and he's so, been bloated for a while. And so, yeah, yeah. and so at this moment, right, it's like I'm frozen in fear because it's like no matter how much training or fucking books you read on the subject of what to do when you're confronted with a bear, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't you know, prepare you for the fact that you might actually be confronted with how a bear. How far is he from you? Um, I would say 75 feet. I mean, relatively close, right? Like less than a football field, you know, enough to make out like his facial, you know, features. So anyways, this bear comes walking out of the creek, you know, just lackadaisically stops in the trail, looks at us. And I'm like, oh, shit. Right. Still frozen, like not quite sure what to do. Hello. Yeah. And I'm (laughs) like, and so at this point, I'm like, dude, Carl, like, I think we should just start backing up, but like keep our eyes on him, right? Like don't turn around and run. That's a bad thing, right? So we start slowly backing up and Bear's like, huh, interesting, starts walking towards us. So now we're on like the backwards approach, Bear's approaching us and I'm like, shit, now what do we do, right? Like my only goal was to like create some distance. He's closing the distance. Fuck. So now I'm back to square one of being frozen of like, do I play dead or do I act bigger? Right? Where do I go from here? Because moonwalking didn't work. <laughs> the good old the good old MJ didn't work. Yeah, yeah. I should have pulled out one of my gloves and give him a little. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so yeah, so we're in this stalemate now. You know, this Mexican standoff of me backing up, the bear coming up, and so I look at Carl and I'm like, dude, what do we do? Like, I'm not running. Like, I mean, we're backpacking too, so it's like you know, we're carrying 45, 50 pound packs, like. We're not in I'm quite, not going to be a fast run. We're not in quite running shape, right? We're out here in the high desert. You right. know, the bear's used to this terrain. Like, I'm fucked. You know, he's going to get my ass if I right. try to run. And so we have this dilemma of, like, what the hell are we going to do? And so I'm like, all right, dude, I think we just got to try to scare him away, right? Like, get some sticks, fucking throw some rocks, yell at him. So anyways, bear's making the approach. We've got our game plan now. And so we're looking, like, as we're backing up along the trail, like, what are we going to pick up and scare this fucker away with? And so I'm trying to, like, as I'm backing up and, like, keeping eyes on the bear, grabbing whatever I can, and I'm hucking rocks at him, and I'm like, hey, bear, like, get the fuck out of here, right? <laughs> right. You know? yeah, yeah, just trying to be as tough as yeah. I possibly can. Right, right. I know karate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, like, the bear doesn't give a shit, right? He's yeah. like a dog when you're, like, throwing a toy at him, but he's fixated on the treat, right? right. He's, yeah. like, he's like, ah, there's a rock, but I'm still focused on you. I'm going to fuck you up, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, shit. And so, like, we're trying everything we can. And at this point, we're like, fuck, maybe we just need to stand our ground. Like, because he's, he's approaching because we're backing up. Right. And so we're like, all right, like, let's get our sticks and we're going to fucking, you know, we're going to stand our ground. Yeah, of course. Not a good idea. So we start standing our ground and we're yelling at this bear. 
Bear's fucking into it, dude. He's fucking eyeballing us. He starts moving even closer. It's like, shit, this isn't working. Is he growling at all? Or no, what? there's no there's noises. no there's no vocal sound. No, no it's noises. it's just like um, it's like that primal like that hunting instinct, right? Like when you watch a cat hunt a bird and they get in that low stance and like oh, there's yeah, nothing yeah. that can take them Don't out of it. Like They're just that. locked in, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and so we're fucking we're yelling, we're doing our stuff. Bear's not having it. He don't care. So now he's getting even closer. Now he's getting a little agitated because we're fucking egging him on. Right. And I'm like, dude, we're getting to the point where, like, maybe playing dead's the only option. Might get a couple claws. Like, eh, it's a five-mile hike out, <laughs> an hour drive back to civilization from the camp. Like, Chicks take scars, man. Chicks take scars. Fun, yeah. man. Yeah, you should no. each picked a, a, a thing. Like, you do this, I'll do that, and we'll see who, <laughs> we'll see who survives. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Tell Carl, play dead Carl when he lays down, and I'll <laughs> run, run. Yeah. run yeah. <laughs> 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 so... So anyways, man, we're, we're doing our best to defend ourselves. And this bear makes a fucking charge. And it was, the, it was one of the most terrifying moments of my life. I mean, my, abs, my throat fucking dropped into the pit of my stomach. This bear makes this epic advance where it's like, you ever seen like, um, like a cougar when it like goes to attack you? There's like the arms come up, the chest is up, and yeah. like it makes that swatting motion. It was like that. I mean, this bear, I mean, at this point had to be 15 feet away. And it was doing like a... a like a sign of aggression, right? Or a sign of dominance. And so it makes this big leaping maneuver and hits its paws on the ground and is still just looking at us. And at this point, I like, I dropped the sticks and I was like, dude, we're going to fucking die. This is where we this die. This is it. I'm yeah. over. Yeah. yeah. This is cool game way over. way to die. Yeah. yeah. No. I mean, at but this point, I was like, I'm not going to play dead. I'm not going to lay down in the fetal position and let this thing just start like chewing on my leg and see if it wants to yeah. eat me. Like, no, I'm going to stand here and I'm going to fucking take it. Yeah. Did you say cool way to die? <laughs> it is a cool way it's to cool, die. To I be mean, attacked by, a, I, killed by a bear. I could think of a worse way. You well, know? Yeah. Your family comes to your funeral and they wonder why, what's the pile of shit? Let's bear shit. That's, yeah. and, and that's Randolph fair. and Carl. Yeah. I mean, a little bit, a little bit of a beach. But it beats yeah. the hell out of ODing in a bathtub. That's true. Exactly. That's true. A bear attack? Yeah. Get it. So anyways, this thing makes this epic <laughs> leap towards us. And I'm like, at this point, I've like essentially shit my pants, right? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm done. I mean, all the colors flush from my face. I'm sweating bullets. I'm looking at Carl out of the corner of my eye. I'm like, it's nice knowing you, man. Like, it's been really yeah. fun out here. Yeah. Peace out, G. So anyways, yeah, he makes this big leap at us. And uh, I freeze. And he just stops. And he's like looking at us. And he's like. All right. Like, you guys passed the vibe check. Huh. And then he kind of, like, makes that move where he's, like, turning away from us, but the eyes are still on us. <laughs> and then he just fucking walks away. No. Out into the scrub brush. So we got the California sage out there, all the fucking <clears throat> oak trees. Yeah, he did that one big show of, like, I'm the fucking boss. Looks at us, and he was like, all right, you guys did your ground. And then bounces out. <laughs> no. F- fucking A. And I, I, dude, I looked at Carl, and I was like, dude... I don't even know if I want to finish this hike. Like, yeah, I'm, I, I didn't even know what to do. Did you and have so, to tell Carl to quit crying? <laughs> Carl, didn't, Carl didn't cry. He did really good. He did, did really Carl good. have to tell you to quit crying? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was the one Let's crying. Let's go right. clean our yeah. britches yeah. and wipe away the and tears. So, so we had, we had <laughs> contemplated. I was like, I was like, man, this is, and, and we knew bears were out there, right? Like, I mean, we'd been hiking out there so many sure. times. It's, it's our, our regular stomping grounds. And so you see bears scat all over the trail all the time. I mean, there's the California wild berries in the, you know, uh, recognizable pile of shit all over the trail out there. So it's like, yeah, we knew there were bears. Never run into one. It's the one and only time. And uh, I was like, fuck, man. I was like, I don't, I don't know if I can keep going. And he was like, ah, he's like, the bear's gone. Like, let's just go. Uh-uh. Let's go camp. And so we, you know. Camp? We, yeah. And so we finished our hike. You know, we had another three, four miles. We went to the Manzana Narrows. We had a three-day camping trip. Never saw the bear again. I've never seen another bear again. It was the one and only time, but wow. 
That was enough. I am. Uh, I'm done with bears. I've always wanted to see a bear. I think it's cool. Not like that. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, but other than in the zoo, like I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. What did you like to see a bear? I, I have seen a bear, but uh, yeah. Well, see a Boy Scout camp back in the day before I was kicked out. Um, <laughs> but they at Laramie Peak Is in Wyoming. Is this before X Lax? Yes. Yes. <laughs> they used to tell us run downhill. Because yep. the bear's upper body is so much smaller than his lower body, you run oh. up a hill, the bear's back the bear's legs are, catch you. yeah, because yeah. he's, he's all he's all leg. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, totally. But yeah, we saw one one time. It was crazy, man. Black so, bear. Uh, yeah, I think so. No, I should, well. Yeah, because well, black and brown yeah. isn't that big. Black and brown yeah. are both very similar in size. It's the grizzlies that are going to be the only ones that right. are hyper aggressive and super big. Yeah. So black bears, they say, are a lot like dogs. Like they're like it was mm-hmm. odd to see one that was very aggressive. They're usually pretty docile. Right. They don't fuck with humans. Really. Yeah. No, they don't want that. There's there's no interest in us. We're Interesting. Not, we're not a part of their natural prey, and predominantly, um, bears are actually more on the. Um, vegetarian side of the omnivore spectrum really yeah the the most the majority of their diet consists of berries and you know a various vegetation um yeah meat is usually only hunted when it's like readily accessible like something that's already weak or dead and like would they attack if they weren't hungry i'm sure they would i mean it's just like coyotes and stuff yeah Yeah. Hmm. what do you think about that dance yeah i don't know i feel true yeah. I feel true. Yeah, we'll see. Because I feel like if it wasn't, the bear would have like done something. Like Carl maybe would be dead or whatever. Less. Carl leg. is dead. Car- oh. Motorcycle accident. Oh. 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 I'm just sorry, kidding. Carl. Oh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like. I was gonna say because he didn't want to say his yeah, real name, exactly. so I was thinking. So what's that yeah, about? So. Yeah, yeah, that was quick. Good uh, job. Yeah. Okay, you're a bullshitter. I am a bullshitter. Yeah, I love that for you. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I gotta tell you, if it is true, uh, this happens on this podcast. So many times, you don't realize how many times you almost died in life. Yeah. I uh, mean, yeah. dude, it's a lot. I mean, that's I've, the one you know about. I've burned through my nine lives. Dude. Yeah. Meow. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious, <laughs> man. Yeah. I've had some fucking close ones. But I'm saying everybody has. I mean, you yeah. know how many times you probably almost died? You're lucky to be here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every human being dude, is lucky to be on this on this rock mm-hmm. still. So Yeah, 100%. That was a great story, Randolph. But you, Randolph, I usually need to... Uh, Go ahead and check it off. Yeah. All right. I'm here for it. All right. Are you picking the second one? I am picking the second one. Okay, how fun. There's always one that I want to hear most. So I always pick it last, of course. Okay. So instead, let's hear uh, 50,000, 50K. You want to hear 50K? 50K. Right. 50K is a fun one. Mr. Freeze so. was your one that you're waiting for? Um, yeah. That's going to be the big Interesting. one. Interesting. Yeah, that's going to be the big one. That's another Carl story. Oh, good yeah. old Carl. Carl. Good old Carl, man. Carl's everywhere. He's a fucking, mm-hmm. yeah, he's a staple in my life. You don't think Carl um, would like these stories being told about him? I don't know. Okay. I really don't know. All right. I don't know. I mean,. If he reaches out to me later, then I'll just do like Let's an amended. I'll do an amended statement online, like when yes. like journalists redact their story yeah, and they're yeah. like, "Hey, this was total bullshit that we told. Like, we totally defamed this character." Yeah, and he's like, "No, I, I want to be defamed." And I'll be like, yeah. "All right, I'll tell his real name." Yeah, yeah okay. drop yeah. his name, drop his number, yeah. drop his email, everything. We'll do it. Yeah, his social security number. Yeah, I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it from him. Yeah, mother's yeah. maiden name, that kind of shit. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Passwords. Um, all right, so fifty k. Fifty k is a fun one. So. um for those that don't know, because I'm new on the podcast and I'm new in town, um, I'm a big time fitness guy um, in the endurance realm. I really like endurance sports. Um, I like the place that it takes me mentally. Um, it takes me to kind of that, that breaking point of like the human psyche in the sense of like, I've been going for so long, how much longer can I go? Um, and you get to this really interesting point of having like an internal dialogue that's uh, heavily questioning on like your own abilities, but also is like trying to motivate you. 
So anyways, it's... it's You're a runner. I'm a runner okay. and a cyclist. Okay. Um, so yeah, whether it's like long distance backpacking trips, you know, going out for 60, 70 mile backpacking trips over a couple of days, you know, 100 mile bike rides, 50K, oh, obviously. That sounds terrible. 50 kilometers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this Look story. At me, Larry. We're like, we can't relate. <laughs> well, so, and so, and you know, and for me, uh, for a long time, that was me too. I mean, all through high school sports, I was a, a multi-sport athlete all through high school. I fucking hated running. Running was yeah. the bane of my existence. I'd do anything other than that. I'd fucking hit people. I'd do sprints. Yeah. You know, I would do weightlifting. I'd do whatever. But don't make me run, especially for a long time. But for some reason, you know, in my 20s, I, I really found a love for it. And um, I think I found it on the trails in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that road running, you know, I had, I had ran marathons and half marathons mm-hmm. and things through my 20s um, as I was starting to get out of the years of my drug addiction and kind of like lost self early 20s. And started finding a, a so place. To be healthy. Yeah, I started finding a place in fitness. You know, after I slowly started to wean out, you know, certain drugs or addictions in my life, and um, running still really wasn't one of those things. I was kind of faking being a runner. Like I still hated it, but I knew it was like healthy for me, so yeah. I was doing it. Yeah. 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 Um, but I was running on the road, and there was one day I was out on a hike. And uh, it was like this downhill section. And it was like one of those steep downhills where it was almost too steep to walk. Like you had to get a little pace to you. You had to jog. And anyways, I ended up jogging down this hill. And I had so much fun running on this trail. Like I found a, like a kind of freedom in it. And so once I got down to the hill and I hit the flat, I kept running. And, and I like, just kept on and running. I was, yeah. And I kept on running. It was Forrest Gump moment, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking oh, well, hey, man. I was life, running. <laughs> life is like a box of chocolates, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And uh, sometimes those chocolate makes you run. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, so anyways, found a love for trail running. Um, and that, that was kind of my way to like rekindle a relationship with running. Mm-hmm. So I started training more and more, running some half marathons, running some 25K trail runs, which for people not in Europe is 16 miles. Um, 16.1 miles. Ooh, that's far. So a 50K is 32.2 miles. A marathon. Um, it's an ultra marathon. Ultra a marathon. marathon is 26.2, 26.3, something like that. Okay. Um, so yeah, so anything, you know, once you get over that 26 mile distance of the marathon becomes an ultra. Oh my God. Um, and so yeah, 50K was my first ultra and this was in, oh God, uh, I think it was 2018 it was the uh, the tar springs ranch ultra marathon in wasna california which is the next like kind of town from where i lived in arroyo grande california when i was a kid and uh the tar springs ranch ultra was i mean it was awesome it was the first one that they had ever held there at wasna ranch and over the 32 miles it was a 16 mile loop essentially so from the starting point we're running 16 miles out through the hills on this cattle ranch to the start line again turning around and then running that 16 miles back. So um, I was really excited. I mean, I had spent a couple years training myself up to this distance, doing different trail races that were, you know, like I said, 25Ks, half marathon distances, really getting a feel for my body and how it reacted on the trail. And so this being my first ultra, which, you know, having come from a shorter distance running background and an even further background of absolutely hating running was like, it was huge, man. This was like, my Super Bowl, right? I was like, yeah. fuck, man. I'm going to shine. This is huge, right? Because, yeah, like, yeah I'm going gonna, gonna to be running for, like, anywhere from six to ten hours, depending on how, how I do. how long it is. It's long. I mean, elite runners do it a lot faster than I do, but I run like a fucking tank. No, I'm, sh- I'm, I'm impressed. I'm like, short I'm, I'm short and like I'm stout. like, maybe a few days. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's I mean, shit, I mean, the, well, the elite runners, fuck, they're running, you know, 100-mile races in less than 24 hours. And so, for if me, 
you know, I was just happy to finish the damn thing. I didn't care yeah. how long it took me. If you kidnapped so. me and threw me that far out in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> I would just accept death. I'd walk home. Okay. Give me the bear. Yeah. yeah. Give me the bear. I'm dying. You know, yeah. my little internal voice you just talked about was like, you know what? We both know you're going to die. We're not going to make it. Yeah. yeah. Why, why die and sweat? This is how you die. Yeah. This yeah. is oh also God. a cool way to die. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not yeah. a pussy, it's by a bear. But yeah. Good for you. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So the race, I was really excited. Like I said, I was leading up to the race. Very excited. This is, like I said, my Super Bowl. You know, this is my moment to shine. Mm -hmm. I'm coming into my prime right as it is. So anyways, geared up for this race. Um, We started the race at around 5 a.m. So before the sun rises, being on the California coastline, Wasna and Arroyo Grande are a little bit um, inland from the coast out towards like Lopez Lake. So Mm -hmm. we were... I don't know, maybe 15, 20 miles inland from the beach, but that particular area of California still gets pretty heavy socked in with fog. And so starting the race was really cool. It had like this like somber, um, almost like eerie feeling with like a low-lying fog and the early blue light of the morning. And uh, we're gearing up for this race. You know, I've got my typical butterflies. I'm kind of shitting my pants on the inside like, fuck, right. dude, I'm about yeah. to do this. This is a long way, like, but I'm excited, right? right. And so it's those Should excited, nervous butterflies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't have to fake one because I had a real one. Oh, no. Uh, which is where the story goes. Oh, no. Um, so the race starts, and it was great, man. We're running through the fog. Um, I'm feeling good. Usually I start my races pretty slow. Um, I'm kind of a – I'm not a sprinter, right? I'm not a, I'm right. not a fast guy. I'm not tall, lean, lanky. Right. Um, so my runs usually start out pretty slow. I kind of warm up around mile five. And then I break through my wall and I'm like, let's fucking go. I'm, I'm in it. Wow. So I get through the first five miles. Um, this particular race had a lot of vertical climbing. Excuse me. I think it was about, um, I think it was about 8,000 feet of vertical climbing over the 32 miles. And the first like five miles was all vertical because we're getting up to this ridge line on the hills out there in the Wasna Valley. And then we're running the ridge line for a handful of miles until we get to the turnaround point. Oh, my God. So, right? Yeah, yeah. brutal. Yeah, and it, and it yeah. is, I mean, don't get me wrong. It is brutal, but I think, I think you find solace because you're out in nature and you're not like, when you're road running, right, you're running past buildings and you're like, oh, there's another building. Oh, there's a fucking oh. bank. Oh, there's right. like one tree in downtown. How fucking cool, right? It's boring. But when you're out in nature, it's like you're running, there's animals around, you know, there's nature stuff going on. You're looking at the trees and the landscape and the sunrise. Like there's fun stuff to distract oh, I you. I love mm. your perspective. You but have it to. It sounds so hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that sounds crazy. <laughs> it does come with the training. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I didn't Look just wake you. up and do it's it. It's very insightful. But um, as I was running, I got up to the uh, to the top of the first peak and started running the ridge line, and it started raining, which was fine. I mean, I don't mind ride, running in the rain. It got a little muddy out there because we're on cow trails, and so cow pie's fucking everywhere. It's all beat up from the hoofs and the yeah. weight and stuff. And yeah. so it ended up becoming quite sloppy and absolutely disgusting. You know, you're running around with, like, five pounds of mud caked to your yeah. shoes and shit, which... You know, it sucks carrying the extra weight, but it is still right. kind of fun. You know, you're like a kid splashing in puddles. Yeah. You have a little bit of like a, a childlike, you know, playful mindset about it. And so I end up, you know, keep running the race. I'm hitting all the aid stations and stuff on the way into the turnaround point. And when I got about four miles from the turnaround point, it's a complete downhill from mile. What is it? It'd be like mile 11, mile 12, all the way down to mile 16, which is the turnaround point is like three, four straight miles of downhill. And so at this point now, it's been raining for a couple hours while I'm running. 
and it's really fucking sloppy muddy out and we're sp- essentially sprinting downhill you know mm. some pretty steep inclines mm. and as i get about halfway down that four mile stretch i hit a mud patch my leg slides out tweak my knee oh, i mean no. shit absolutely turns damn near all the way around uh-huh. a little bit of a popping in there i'm like ah that's probably shit. not good yeah yeah you know so i'm, I'm laying there for a second people are running by they're like ah, oh, you good i'm like yeah man i'm good just keep going like just fucking gotta work this out I end up standing up, take a step, and I'm like, oh, fuck. I mean, absolutely excruciating. Right on the inside of my knee where the... Uh, like I, meniscus. I'm not, I was going to say, yeah, meniscus, I think. Yeah. I'm not a fucking doctor. Yeah, yeah. I know there's the MCL, the ACL, and the meniscus. It's one of those three. You said yeah. inside knee. That's what I understood. Yeah. So I don't, so, you know... Inside yeah. knee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hurt like a motherfucker. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I took a step, and I was like, oh, damn, that's rough. And so, I, like, I was like, well, I got to I gotta at least get down to the turnaround point because that's where my vehicle is. That's where the medical is. That's, I can stop there if I need so to. So you're four right? miles away At this point, no, I was halfway through that four-mile downhill. Oh, good. So I had about two miles. It's still two miles, right? I'm on a mm-hmm. bum knee. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, fuck it. Like, I got to get through it. So I'm hobbling my way down, kind of like half-ass jogging my way into the turnaround point. Get down there. Um, medical comes to see me because I'm visibly limping as I come into the turnaround. And I'm like, no, no, like, I'm fine. I think I just need to sit down. I'm going to have some water, a couple snacks. I'll be fine. So I sit down. Um, you know, I kind of refuel myself. Um, it's a big thing with endurance racing, especially refueling is incredibly important. Um, you're burning at this, you know, during a whole race like that, you're burning tens of thousands of calories. So right. you're eating fucking junk the whole time. And so I get down to the, the turnaround point and I'm stuffing my face with like brownies, Rice Krispie Treats. Really? Oh, yeah. So it's funny, you know, coming from the the world of like half marathon and marathon, like road racing, when you hit aid stations, like there's cups of water, there's cups of like electrolyte drinks, like Gatorade or whatever. Yeah. You've got like orange slices, like half of a banana, maybe like a, a quarter of like a cream cheese bagel, like to get some carbs. And that's it. Like pretty healthy stuff, right? First endurance race I did being this one that's like an ultra, I was shocked when I got to the aid stations because it's like fucking junk food. And I and I asked one of the the you know guys who was a pretty experienced older um, ultra marathon runner. I was like, why are all the aid stations like junk? I was like, there's quesadillas here, there's fucking <laughs> bowls of M and M's. Okay, I'm in. I'll do it. Yeah, no, seriously. There's lines there's, of cocaine. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's you know. Oh, shit, this is amazing. Was, I'm serious. There was like, there was brownies, Rice Krispies. I mean, absolute fucking what? junk food. Mountain Dew. Yeah. And instead of, instead of cups of like electrolyte drinks, there was cups of like Coca-Cola. And I was what? like, what is going on? Yeah. Right. And the guy was like, dude, you're burning so many calories because you're running for so many hours on end. He was like any kind of healthy food, solid food. He was like, it takes too long to digest. You're not going to get the energy and the nutrition you need from it fast enough. He's like, so the only thing that will give you a boost fast enough Enough sugar is sugar and yeah. complex carbs oh or i mean was it simple or complex carbohydrates yeah. one of those two once again i'm not a doctor yeah whatever fucking candy is made of yeah, yeah. is the shit that breaks down super fast and will just just keep you going right? right okay and and a lot of the healthier foods right if you were eating bananas and oranges only they're not very heavy in calories they're not very heavy in carbohydrates they don't have enough sugar to keep you going and so the only thing that's going to give you the calories carbs and sugar necessary is literally junk Wow. And I was like, this is crazy. I love it. Did not know that. Yeah. I was like, I love it. I never figured I'd be eating yeah, nothing in. but sugars and sweets and drinking soda and out here running for nine hours. Like, fuck yeah, right? It didn't mm-hmm. mess with your stomach. That is a big issue, especially yeah. with endurance racing. Um, 
you have to kind of figure out what nutrition works for you. Like some people can't eat solids when they're running. And so they rely simply on like gels or like energy, like uh, packets, almost like a, like an applesauce kind of mm-hmm. thing. It's like very gooey. Um, and then there's other people that can't do the goo and that fucks their stomach up and they have to eat solid foods. You know, guys that are running, eating a fucking quesadilla. Like, right. So you have you through training and working with your nutrition Salsa. in your training. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> serious, dude. I've seen yeah. some crazy. I've seen people running on the trail eating burgers, like, because they have to. Damn, maybe um, we should take it up. You should. I think I'm shit. I want to work the aid station. That's what I want to do. <laughs> that's all I want to do, man. Um, that's a quesadilla for you, quesadilla for Papa. That's right. That's a that's one a, for you, one for me. That's a Burger King for that dude. Yep. That's a Burger King for this dude. You know. <laughs> It's so true. It's so true, man. And like I said, it was mind blowing. So I make it to this turnaround point and I'm, I get down to my truck and I'm sitting there and I mean, my knee at this point is absolutely fucking blasted and I know it. Right. And so I'm sitting there eating the snack. I'm having a drink and uh, I'm like, fuck it. At the time I was dating this girl who was, you know, pretty supportive of my fitness endeavors. And I was like, you know what? I was like, I should reach out to her and just tell her like, Hey, I'm thinking about quitting. Like it fucking hurts. Yeah. So anyways, I text her, and being that we're out in Wasna Valley, which is a pretty remote area out here by the lake, I was like, I don't really have the best service, so, like, she might not answer, but, like, she'll find out that I quit when I get home. Sure. Totally fine. So I text her, and I'm like, hey, like, fuck my knee up, thinking about quitting, you know, couldn't do it, man, I tried. And uh, text comes back through, and she was like, you thinking about quitting? She was like, why would you do that? And I was like, I fucked my knee up. What do you mean, why am I thinking about doing no. that? She's like, you're not a quitter. And I was like, damn it, fuck. And, you know, at that moment, I'm like, mm. you're right. I'm not a quitter. I was like, this sucks. I was like, I was kind of hoping for the easy way out, right? Like, even being yeah. a tough guy, yeah. you know, or somebody with a lot of a pride in themselves, like, hoping for the easy way out. Like, I was hoping she'd be like, oh, poor baby. Like, totally fine. Come home. We'll cuddle. And I'm like, yeah, yeah let's do that. Right? Yeah. And she just called me out. And she was like, you're not a bitch. Fucking finish it. And Don't like, be a pussy. Bring mama home a Snickers. Dude. That's right. No LOL. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it broke up with her. Yeah. Well, eventually, eventually, but not because of that. At that moment, I was like, well, shit, now I can't quit, right? Like, I'm not going to be the bitch that walks home and is like, with his tail between his legs. I got enough pride in myself and enough, you know, belief in my physical ability. I'm going to finish this thing out, see it through. So I fucking stand up and, I mean, like I said, knees absolutely blasted. And I'm like, well, we have 16 miles and I've got a four mile uphill to start my return. So I started, and um, I ended up walking, so to, like, hurry up and finish the story, from that turnaround point, it's 16 miles back to the finish line, and um, the pace that I was running at originally, I was due to finish the 32-mile race in about five and a half hours, close to six, and uh, because of the bum knee, I ended up walking 16 miles all the way to the finish line, finishing at about nine and a half hours so i was in like the last 10 percent of the race right you know because obviously everybody else is still running and i'm hobbling at best and uh progressively over the race the knee was just worse and worse and worse and at the very end hobbled my way across the finish line with the rest of the fucking tubbies that were bringing up the back of the pack yeah, yeah. and uh it was it was a really it was a really beautiful moment like Hindsight being twenty twenty, I should have never done it because I actually jacked my knee up pretty good. That's what I was wondering. And I ended up not doing any races for about two years after because Mm. of how fucked my knee was. But my pride let me, you know, finish. And uh, the moment I crossed the line, I just completely collapsed. I mean, face down on the ground, just laying there on the finish line. Like, 
well, I'm done now, yeah. right? And yeah. so the, the EMS guys come running over, and they're like, hey, like, what's going on? Are you all right? And I was like, just bring me my fucking medal. <laughs> and so they bring me my medal. They brought me my medal and my finisher's T-shirt, and they laid it next to me on the ground. And uh, I laid there for about five minutes, got up, and then I got my token for my uh, my congratulatory free beer and tacos oh, at the God. finish line. That's and it. So, yeah. And a doctor a bill for a complete knee replacement. <laughs> yeah, I did yeah, not yeah. have to, I did yeah. not have to have that luckily. Um, nothing tore in there. It was just um, pretty inflamed hmm. and uh, yeah, severely. So you didn't need anything? Like that's all it anything. was. It was just angry. Yeah, it was very angry. Yeah, it, the way I had twisted it, it was just like something had like rolled over itself and was incredibly inflamed. Like I hadn't actually separated any of the tendon. But it was, I mean, I could barely put weight on it. And especially after that race. I mean, hobbling on it for 16 miles already hurt. Mm. It, it, it was fucked up. I mean, I was on crutches, I think, for about two weeks after just for, like, personal health care. Right. Wore a knee brace for probably six months on and off you know, whenever I felt like I needed support. Um, and even to this day, I mean, there's still some days where it's like, uh, Randolph, how old are you right now? 30. I gotta be honest with you, Randolph. That's gonna come back to haunt. If that's a true story, yeah. oh, it's, no, it's that's gonna, yeah. gonna come back to haunt you, hardcore man. Dude, I already am haunted. Right. I mean, I was a skateboarder. I was a skateboarder for probably eighteen years of my life. Yeah, I man. used to coach parkour and gymnastics. So I mean, I'm taking impact on cement. I mean, yeah, yeah, my shit's You're gonna blasted. know when the weather's changing. Oh, oh I already <laughs> feel it. Oh no, I already feel it. If it's if it's cold out oh, and it's about to uh, rain, but mm. hey, hey, thirty year old, it's gonna get a lot of worse. Yeah. It's gonna oh, get. Dude, it's tough. I fell through a roof one time helping my buddy roof his, uh, yeah, do his roof, and it had rained, so they put uh, tarps all over the roof. Well, there was a hole I didn't see. I stepped on it. This right knee caught my weight. Mm. Right now, I'm 28 when this happens. It hurts for two months, you know, yeah. and yeah. gets over three, four years ago, man. Just out of the blue, this thing starts hurting, dude. Uh-huh. It starts mm-hmm. just. Like, I can't walk on it. I don't know what I've done to it. I go to the doctor. He's like, you have osteoarthritis. I'm like, that's for old people. He's like, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. No, I, I already Hello. know it's coming. Yeah. I know the knee yeah. replacements are coming because oh, I know that whatever cushion is in there in terms of, like, the, the cartilage or whatever that's in between the bones yeah, themselves, yeah. it's blown. Yeah, you're done. My cushion's gone. Did you, did you fuck it up more by finishing the race? Like, would it oh, have I not have been? I had to have. I would yeah. agree. I had to have. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, that was a lot. I mean, it was so many hours of punishment that like didn't need to happen See, but i got the medal yeah but i got I the medal know. and it hangs on my wall to this day you know. know me i'd be like i'm good yeah 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 no, <laughs> you know, i mean had that had that ex-girlfriend not fucking texted me and been like that bitch. you're not a quitter yes i am yes yeah. i am yeah, yeah. i'm coming when home, my knee hurts we're gonna go get some margaritas and you're gonna shut the fuck up speaking of yeah. margaritas <laughs> or I'm, gonna, I'm gonna quit you hooker all right yeah we need to all right, okay. let's move this along. So let's move this along. Yeah, okay. we're coming up on an hour right now, so Ooh. that's cool. Give me your cup, uh, Mr. Freeze. Mr. I feel Freeze. I feel like it's gonna have a cop there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or, that one time I got shot in my ass. Or, yeah. yeah. Or uh, Randolph here is a fucking Batman villain. I don't know. There is also that <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. So, so to Mr. Freeze. Uh, to Mr. Freeze. To getting old with your knees. Mm, I don't want to talk about it. All right. Ew. Ooh. Carl. Carl's back. Again? It is a Carl story again. So Carl and I this time, um, the the hiking destination this time was Rockfront Ranch, which for those in California, it's off of the uh, the 166 highway between Santa Maria and New Cuyama. Uh, Rockfront Ranch is a, a beautiful horse ranch out there off Highway 166. Um, that hosts an OHV area, so you can go out there with quads, dirt bikes, rip around in the mountains, totally fair game. Um, 
so we were going for a hiking trip out there and at this point in our life um i was probably god 24 you know so still young and dumb thinking i'm tough as shit i've been watching a bunch of survivor and bear grills and so i was like you know me and carl we're fucking nature men we're born for nature right we can do this so we decided we were going to go out with minimal gear for an overnight trip and we were going to handcraft our own shelter out there in the high desert and we're going to sleep in our handcrafted shelter with no sleeping bags no fucking pads no pillows like i said minimal gear right you know a little tiny backpack and uh I thought it was going to go well. I mean, me and Carl are fucking, we're badass. Why could it go well? Yeah, we're 24. We're definitely as accomplished as those 45-year-old fucking survival experts on TV. Of course you are. We've got it, right? I've got a pocket knife. I can make a shelter. Sure, sure. So Carl and I go out there, and we're hiking around, and we're looking for our our prime spot where we're going to make our shelter for the night. And we ended up finding it, and uh, we started making the game plan, right? Like we're delegating the duties, like we're on a survival island, right? And we're like, right. yeah, like, okay, who's going to get the sticks? Who's going to get the bigger sticks? And who's going to get the stuff for the fire? And we got to gotta build a stone ring for the fire. And we got to get Drink like... Drink by Pete, Carl. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so we're out there collecting like, you know, grass and leaves and stuff to like put a roof on our shelter. And so anyways, we, uh, from like, God. from like one in the afternoon That's to like five thirty or six at night, like just before sunset, we're crafting this entire shelter and it you actually, didn't take a tent. no, nothing. No, they wouldn't live. They want to live no. like pygmies. That's... It was full survival. Yeah. It was like full survival mode. We wanted Ugh. to completely do it. Just fucking raw dogging nature. Okay. Right. <laughs> and so we, uh, we that... make this shelter and I'm not going to lie. It actually looked really fucking good. It was a lean, it was a lean to shelter. And for those that don't know, it's literally just like two posts on the corners with an angled roof that you kind of sleep under. So it's like a half a tent, like a half a teepee. Right. <clears throat> and uh, it looked fucking bitching. I mean, we had yeah. like, I had some rope with me and so we had like fashioned lashing and stuff to wrap around the corners and make it all secure so the wind wouldn't blow it down and there was a a proper roof on it with sticks and leaves and grass in different layers so that rain wouldn't come through right well um despite the looks of the shelter we forgot a pretty integral part food a floor oh and uh for those that have been in the high desert of california um during the winter even though we don't get a lot of rain, we do get moisture. We get a lot of fog, which builds moisture very slowly into the ground. And the high desert in California gets very cold during the winter. I mean, it'll easily drop into the 20s. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the high desert in California is some of the only areas other than, like, the high Sierras that get snow. And so we forgot a floor. <laughs> and uh, in an area that doesn't rain, a floor keeping you off of the wet ground is a lot more important than a fucking roof that'll protect you from rain. Sure. So anyways, we built this beautiful shelter, forgot the floor, which at the moment we didn't realize. We built a fire and we're sitting there and we're so proud of ourselves. We got our little military MREs out eating our dinner, you know, and we're <laughs> sitting there by the fire. And we're like, you know, fucking high five and a knuckle bumping. And we're like, yeah, we're hardcore. We built our fucking shelter. And, uh, <laughs> It's getting late now. You know, we've had a little bit of whiskey, and we're like, all right, like, let's go sleep in our nicely crafted shelter. So we sat down at about 10 o'clock, and as we're sleeping there, I notice that I'm starting to kind of move around at night, not feeling that good. I'm like, I'm getting kind of cold. And then 2 o'clock hits, and I look at my watch, which is how I knew it was 2, and I'm like, I'm really fucking cold. And I'm like, I wake up, and I'm like, I'm so cold that, like, my bones hurt 
Like, I'm not just, like, Ouch. cold. Like, I'm not just shivering, like, oh, I could use another blanket. Right. I think I'm dying. Like, at this point, wow. I'm like, I can't use my fingers. I can't feel my legs. Like, my bones actually ache. Like, I'm at this point, I'm so cold that I'm not actually shivering. And I'm like, this is bad. Like, this is hypothermia. Because, because the same survival shows that I've watched that taught me how to build a shelter are the same ones that told me, what it is like to die from hypothermia. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, right, right. this is really Shit. bad. And so I wake up. Yay! I'm like, dude, we... Oh, Carl. Oh. What? Well, it's yeah. out there now. His yeah, name was, is... Well, yeah! Yeah, it's fine. There you go. I'll take yeah! out of it. Yeah. Perfect. So at this point... I'll take that out also. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll reset the story. Okay. So at this point, you know, I wake up Carl and I'm like, dude... This is really bad. I think we're dying. This is not good. Like, he do, he's non-responsive. No, he, I mean, yeah, I mean, he wakes up. He wakes up. But it, I, I mean, I don't know how he was still sleeping, but I was like, this is really bad for us. Like, we have nothing. We didn't bring anything with us. We're fucking idiots. We didn't even bring like a security blanket just in case we were good, like dying. But you right? had whiskey on you. We did have whiskey. Okay. All right. It's, yeah. So at this point, you know, like I said, it's like 2, 2.30 in the morning. And I'm like, we're definitely dying. We need to get this fire going now. And we had already burned all our wood. So now it's like 2.30 in the morning. It's dark. You know, and I've got a, like a little flashlight that I had with me. And I'm walking around trying to collect sticks with my numb hands and arms. Right. We get the sticks back to camp. We get the fire going again, which was incredibly difficult considering, I, I mean, you can't feel anything. There's no tactile sensation, like trying to work a lighter or a flint no. and steel. Like, I get it. Yeah, I you, get it. Yeah. No. I mean, you feel all palsy and stuff. Like, it doesn't work. <laughs> so we, we get this fire going again, and we're slowly warming ourselves up, but it's still just absolutely excruciating. So we ended up spending from about 2.30 in the morning until like 5.30 a.m. when the sun rose, which was still freezing. Um, sleeping in like this half moon shape around this little stone fire we had where like we were sleeping like hand to hand and foot to Randolph, foot. Randolph, it's called spooning. Just it, say yeah. it. It's, <laughs> it's not spooning. It's not spooning. It's called sleeping nut to butt. It's fine. <laughs> we, were, we were half mooning around the fire. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. But yeah, we, I mean, we absolutely had to just get as close as we could to that fire. I mean, damn near could have caught ourselves on fire with how close we were. And... uh yeah, I mean, it ended up doing the trick. It warmed us up by the time 5.30 got around, and we could see a little bit of the sun. It was still freezing out, but, like, there was that hope of, like, on the horizon right. of, like, yeah, we, made it, till, we right. made it till morning, right? Yeah. Like, right. once the sun's up, we're going to be fine. And, uh, you know, we got our blood pumping and started packing up our camp and hiked out, and everything ended up being okay. But it was, it was definitely, like, one of the scarier moments of my life where I was like, this... This is not good. Nice. Like we, we're at a moment right now. <laughs> I can tell you this right now. Whenever I edit these, I always try and figure out what the, what the title of this is going to be. You know, and it's always something that's at Raw Doggy Nature is going to be the title of this already. I've already picked Please. it up. Please. Yeah. I really it hope it's that. That yeah. me laugh. Yeah, yeah. That's good. I really hope. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, what do you think about that one, Densia? I, you know, I'm actually struggling here. <laughs> I, think, I, I think I have one in mind. Do you? I do. I do. A little bit. Why don't you just go first then? Because no, no, I'm we're, actually no. struggling. We're gonna. I don't know. We're gonna pump it, didn't you? You know how it goes. <laughs> Are we pumping it? Yeah, yeah we're here in a minute. So. I was wondering when the pump. Yeah. Is <laughs> yeah, he asked what the I three pump or four pump thing is? This is the first time I've actually been a little bit. Well, stumped. Um, you did very stumped, well, Matt. Yeah. Very well. Yeah. You're a very good storyteller. Mm. But before we like, go any, I was in it. Before we go any farther, sorry, Dents. Uh, we're gonna take a quick moment to watch a video. Um, so what we're gonna do is we always highlight one of the vendors 
here at the Brush Emporium. Okay, I didn't say that. Shame on me. Uh, this new studio is because of the Brush Emporium here in downtown Brush, 210 Clayton Street. Please make sure you come down and check these guys out. They support small business. And if you don't support small business, it goes away. Mm, you should always true. do that. And it's all local vendors here. It's local craftsmen. It's local artists. It's all that kind of good stuff down here. And they've been awesome, awesome about doing and supporting them. So please make sure you check out the Brush Emporium. And if you enjoy this podcast, Support them because they support us. They've been super cool about me being down here. And look what they let me do down here. I love it. I love it. And just so you know, if you don't support small business, I don't support you. Oh, boom. Boom. we don't like you. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) And also, uh, they're going to have ice cream here in the uh, summer. It's coming. And the pizza here is pretty damn good. It is good. Have you had dry? I have had it. Yeah. We came one night. My coworker was bragging about it. So we came down here and got it. It was really good. That chicken bacon, man. Yeah. And you can do like halves or like they're really awesome about it. And they have the breadsticks and uh, the pretzels and stuff. I mean, it's it's, Mm. it's awesome. And it's four people in town that... uh, one ex-mayor, one current mayor. I mean, and they're people that have always loved this town and want to make it better. So please, awesome. su- please support them. And I want to thank you so much. But here's the video. Come check this out real quick. Hi, my name is Suri Guzman. My name is Jose Guzman. And we're the owners of Guzman Boots. We're located here at the Brush Emporium at 210 Clayton Street in Brush, Colorado. We um, have men, women, and some kid boots. They all come from Leon, Guanajuato. We also carry um, belt buckles, wallets, and phone cases as well. If you do need a special order, we can also special order any kind of boot in the size uh, that you would like. You can also find us on Facebook under Guzman Boots if you have any questions. Also, um, you can send us a messenger or call the Brush Emporium or talk with the front office and they can let us know. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Having said that, once again, please support those people. And uh, Dancia, now, Randolph, what we do uh, to decide which one of us has to pick first is we rock, paper, scissors. Now, you and I had this talk before she showed up because you asked what the three-pumper avenue and the four-pumper boulevard meant. Yes. So there's three-pumpers and four-pumpers on how you rock, paper, scissors. (sighs) Randolph, what are you? I'm a three-pumper. Thank you. So... Only losers shoot. Boom, boom, oh. do. <laughs> really? It is, it is. Now, okay, now, there are two, there are also, there's three pumpers and four pumpers, but there's also two types of three pumpers. There's those that hit rock, paper, scissors, and then there's the Rochambeau crowd. Oh, yeah. Which oh. one are you? Rock, paper, scissors. See, I'm a Rochambeau guy. Rochambeau? Okay. I don't yeah. even, what does that even mean? Rochambeau? No, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Now, so, so, well, Rochambeau traditionally I may be wrong here, but the way that I learned it is like rock, paper, scissors, but the loser gets kicked in the nuts. Oh, yeah, let's do that and have Larry lose every time. No, kick but, him in the nuts. but either way, but either way, <laughs> I am still, regardless of which way you say it, I am still a three pumper because well, they're saying shoot at the end. It's just fucking. Yeah, why I'm would you I'm do with that? you. I'm it's with stupid. you. And if I got to no. kick, kick her in her technical nuts, it means I got to drive to Fort Morgan. Before I get to Carrie's just going to catch her yeah. to the crotch. Because why, why would you do the extra shoot? I mean, it's Rochambeau. I, Rock, paper, scissors. Uh, uh, I'll tell you, like though, this year, it. four pumpers are kicking ass this year. So ha, give me this one. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's blasphemy. It doesn't make sense. It does yes. make sense. Thank you, Randall. Rock, paper, scissors. Shoot. Uh, yeah. like, yes. Like, what? No. Yes. Because it's that's not called, if that's what it was, it'd be called Rock, Why paper, would, scissors, shoot. Exactly. Oh, Why God. is the game called Rock, paper, scissors or Rochambeau and not Rochambeau, shoot? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Yeah, because no. we got to think about it, guys. We're doing three pumps there, champ. You ready? Boom, boom, ba. Ready? Yes. <laughs> the whiskey. You haven't even finished your glass. Yes. No. You didn't oh. even finish the whiskey. I know. I know. I know. I know. Are you ready? Okay. Don't. You want me to look stop. at you? You don't want me to look at you. No. No. You know what I'm gonna. I do. I think you should okay. finish the shot first. I agree. It might help. I don't think it will. <laughs> okay. Ready? 
Ooh, Damn it. Larry, let's Damn go. Damn it. <laughs> yes, three puppies Damn for it. the win, baby. Damn All it. right. We have three great stories. We do. Also, one thing, uh, if you do like what you're seeing on the YouTube, uh, on the bottom right-hand corner of the screen, there's a little red button. That's our subscribe button. Please mm-hmm. hit that because it's a... It's a little click for you and a big click for big us. Big click for us. Support the podcast. We yes. love it. Yes. And no matter what you're watching this or listening to it on, no matter what platform, please leave a rating and review. It does help the podcast. And uh, you know what? Dense, you'll high-five you in public if you do it. So. And I'll so. say it since you didn't. They should yeah. also subscribe because why wouldn't they? Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, you're getting this content for free. Yeah. And technically, your fee yeah. for watching this is a thumbs up and a subscribe button. So why would you not pay that fee? I Boom. love this guy. For We're, free, yes, exactly. free content. We'll see if I win first. All right. We, I hate that so much. I hate that. <laughs> we got three great stories. 50K, Mr. Freeze, and Bare Necessities. Dency, what are you thinking? Oh, the loser goes first. Yes. Oh. Okay. Here's my thoughts. Okay. I, I do believe bare necessities is true. I just feel it in my heart. I feel like it's true. Um, How fun. Yeah. Mr. Freeze, 50K. Huh. Okay. I feel like I am going with 50K. Okay. Wow. And here's why. Because I feel like you were you said something about it being half. There was like little pieces of yeah. it. So I'm kind of thinking that maybe... Everything happened, and you got to the half point and was like, no, fuck it. Maybe even... You think I quit, right? Yes, and maybe even text the girlfriend, and she said that, and you were, shut shut the hell up. You don't feel my pain. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out of the relationship and the race. Yeah. Yeah, Hold on. Kiss off. So I'm feeling feeling 50K? You're doing 50K. That's a good guess. I'm I'm feeling it. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, too, think Bare Necessities is true. So it probably is the one, right? Because we both... Yeah, yeah. we yeah. both fucked up. Uh, he's probably a super, super liar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think oh, no. Bare Necessities is true, though. I think it's one of those... Uh, so on this podcast, a lot of times, when some of the most outrageous stories are the true ones. Of course. Because yeah. th- why ones, wouldn't they they're be? They're traps. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you're like, there's no way that happened. I think Bare Necessities... I didn't even tell my alien story. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we can get there soon. Uh I think 50K is also a true story. I'm going to disagree with you on that one. Oh. Um, although it's kind of drawn out at a point in time, I think. Uh, so he's adding a lot of detail to try and fool me. So um, was the other one. Yeah, that's a true. Lot of detail. That's true. But for, for some reason, Mr. Freeze was more short and sweet for me. Ah. You know, I think that. Uh, that's a good insight. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm a big guy on detail, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm, if, if that's you, a good if, insight. If people come on this podcast and they do a true story that's got a lot of detail, you're going to snag me almost every time. So I'm going to go uh, Mr. Freeze. Mrs. Dense is going to go Bare Necessities or what? 50K. 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 Let's check out your board, man. Let's check out your board. I don't know. I don't feel super great. Bare Necessities. Are you kidding <laughs> me? I knew it. Oh, my God. You both are wrong. No. Yeah. What's not true about that? I am legit. <laughs> yeah. So both both 50K and Mr. Freeze Carl's are what? 100% true. And, Carl's and, dead. The bear ate him. And, I, and, <laughs> yes. I, and, I, and I, did, I did draw them out because I want, you know, and made one short and drew one out so that I could potentially fool you guys. But 100% true on the other two. Uh, bear Necessities is false in the fact that the bear did not charge Carl and I. The bear did not make any aggression, and Carl and I did nev- never backed up. Right. Like I said, black bears and brown bears are very docile. They're like dogs right. out in nature. You're a and dog. So, I totally, yeah. yeah. And so the, the yeah. bear the bear Damn did, it. however, the bear did break down that tree in the creek bed. It did have that loud crashing sound. Carl and I did freeze out of fear, not knowing what it was. We did freeze when the bear came up on the trail. The bear did look at us. 
But then he just walked away. That's it. He just walked away. You did a great job. He, ne- he at, never like, charged not us. Not being too too much. Yeah. He, wow. I'm gonna say charged. maybe the bears saw them spooning that night and didn't want to <laughs> didn't want to be part of a hate crime. That's what I'm gonna say, bro. That's what I'm gonna say. Nah. I am shook. Yeah. No. You got us both. When was yeah. the last time that happened? Uh, sadly, it happens quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what's in, what's impressive is for us both to pick a different story and the third one be the true one. That's yeah. tough. Usually yeah. it's because we gang up on you. Yeah. And we were both like, no, 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 bare necessities. Good job. Yeah. I am. Wow. That's fantastic. I, that I, yeah. I'm going to blame it on whatever was in that bourbon. That's <laughs> I kind of, agree. Some was. weird truth serum. <laughs> that's, oh, man. That's wow. so insane. Uh Real quick before you go, we're just a little long, so we're going to wrap it up here pretty quick. Yeah, but no uh, um, where do they find you? Online. Where do they find me? Yeah, online. Oh, okay. I get a plug. Cool. Um, so Instagram, I have two Instagrams. I have a personal, which uh, showcases some of my artwork and a lot of my outdoor adventures. I also have a art-only Instagram. Art-only Instagram is Box of Monsters Art. So that's Box of Monsters Art. And then my personal is The Crummy Adventures. And Crummy is K-R-U-M-Y. Um, and then Facebook, same thing. Randolph Torres, Box of Monsters Art. Website is boxmonstersart.com. It's pretty much all branded the same way. So, an Americana awesome. tattoo is where? Americana tattoo is on Main Street in Fort Morgan. We are 201 Main Street. So, I do custom tattoos there by day and paint by night in my bat cave. So, um, you work a certain schedule, right? What's, what's the best day to find you there? You can find me anytime, man. Okay. Yeah. Just go I mean, I'm, I'm off Tuesday, Wednesdays, but. Mm. If you get me on email, Instagram, Facebook, I'll come in any day. Cool. Mm-hmm. I love doing the work. And we'll uh, we'll put the, your email down in the description below. Sounds good. So yeah. you can actually uh, find Randolph. Yep. Um, I keep wanting to call you Rudolph. That was my grandfather's name. You can name. do that. That's fine. No, no, it was. That's no. why I, 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 Randolph was a great name. Um, uh, real quick, I have a question about tattooing. What's the uh, what's the craziest tattoo you've ever done? What's, what's the one you're most proud of? Most proud of or craziest? Because those are two different tattoos. Yeah. Do both. Okay. Craziest one is I tattooed a unicorn by a gentleman's penis. Um, that was a fun one. It was a tribute to his current girlfriend. Was it actually on his penis? Like, it was, was next the to it. Penis, okay. the, u- the okay. horn. No. Oh. No. Yeah. It was. It was an outline of a unicorn, like right on the the upper fatty tissue area at the okay. base of the penis. Um, so that was an odd one. Um, I was glad that he pre-shaved for me because I wasn't really keen on shaving that for him. Do you have to shave sometimes? I do have to shave sometimes. Okay. I've shaved a lot of grown men. Wow. <laughs> it is part of the job. Yeah. Um, coolest tattoo. Uh, that's a tough one, man. Um, I'll just go with one that was recent because, like, as an artist, I always find my my most recent piece is probably my favorite. Right. Um, I got to do an American traditional style tattoo. Um, for those that don't know, it's just bold colors, bold lines, fucking old school style but i did a dagger that comes across a a gentleman's shoulder cuts into the neck and then the blade comes out the other side cool so it has you know a 3d effect like it's cutting through the neck and it's fucking hardcore has there been one you uh uh, just haven't done you just refuse to do uh the only thing that i refuse to do is significant other names really yeah it's it's a curse that i don't want to be a part of so you've never done one no never will Wow. It's the only thing that I won't do. Interesting. So even if they're like, we've been married 20 years, you're like, nope. No, I'll, I mean, I'll do, there's one that I'm considering currently that's a very special case that probably will be the only one I'll do is the pastor at my church. His wife and him have been together for a very long time. Very Christian man. I don't think they're separating. Mm -hmm. And he wants her name like around his finger. 
like, like a, a ring. Yeah, and it's like I'm okay. I might do that one, but we see a lot of guys that want to come in and they want to get you know my girlfriend's name on my face, and it's like no. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> like she's gonna, she's gonna see it and right. leave you for the simple fact that you got it. Right, right. that's weird. Yeah, like yeah. you're stupid enough to do that. Like I'm gonna leave you, right? Right, like, right, right. And I'm not gonna, and you're gonna come back in two weeks and get it covered. Like I'm not gonna do it. I love that. Yeah, yeah I did great. not expect you to say that, and that's a great no. answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Most most yeah. people say genitals. Most people won't tattoo genitals, but and I will definitely do that. Do people do that? However, I charge a handling fee. <laughs> I do. Is that popular? I can't imagine that happens. It's a not lot. that popular. Okay, no. ouch. Uh, we gotta hurry up, but I do want to tell you. Let's do it. Uh, Ink Masters, that show on TV. Uh, it's a no. you hate it. Okay, I, I do kind of hate it. I've never had a tattoo in my life, but I can't stop watching that show. It's a and don't get me wrong. I do like the show. I just don't like the drama. Fair enough. Yeah. The reason I liked it so much is I am just overwhelmed and shocked at how good some of these people are. Oh yeah, I it's mean, incredible. It, it is insane. Yeah. Some of the tattoos that go on these people. Yep. There was a guy, he was from Chicago, I mean, all tatted up, real rough-looking fucker, like Mike or something, I can't, but that dude, I I just couldn't stand not to watch his show to see yeah. what he would put on next. I mean, he was What's going that to happen? Yeah. Dude, so good. I mean, I, I imagine being in the business, you hate it just because it's a I mockery. Just don't, well, I just don't like the, like the reality TV aspect <laughs> right, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Having now worked for TV and seeing how fake yes, it is. Like, yeah. Yes. Like what I went through with filming, like see how fake everything is. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like you watch that show and you're like, oh, how much of this is scripted? Like right. how right. much of the arguments didn't actually happen? And sure. like the network was like, I need you to yell at him. Like right. yeah. call him a bitch. And it's like, yeah. right. And, yeah, that's you know, fair. That's fair. You know, and it's like it, the the tattooing community is very small. Like right. even though there's tattoo artists in every town all over the country, all over the world, it is still a really small community. Sure. Like we bump into each other, right? right? And like the fact that they're pitting these artists against each other on TV right. to like get into fights and bicker and say like, "Oh, you're a shit artist, fuck mm. you." Yeah, like yeah. it's like, dude, no. We're yeah. all we're all a small community and it's like, yeah, some people are better than others, but like at the end of the day, we all do the same job, like, right? No, those bread hate Exactly. Yeah. Right. It'd be yeah. like a teacher at a school going up to another teacher and being like, "Fuck your class. Yeah. Your class sucks." Don't you, you guys know? hate it's like, that class? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. And before we go, uh, you can check out Randolph on uh, HGTV on yes. Sunday nights at six. Yes. Um, it's the hometown makeover. Uh, Fort Morgan was picked. Uh, what episodes did you say you were on? Do you um, I've been in episode one and three so far. Right. Um, and there are three episodes left. It's a six-episode season. So by the time this airs, who knows what episode will be out? But I could be in potentially any of the last three episodes. So. It's, this Good. Little, That's this, awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's it awesome. Is awesome. Good for you. Randolph, thank you so much for coming on, man. You Honestly, this has been one of my favorite ones so far. What really? last? Yeah. No, for real. It, You're it a good. great storyteller. I was totally like into everything you were saying. Awesome. Right. So this has been a lot. I've never met you before. So this was no, our this first meeting. No, this is first. Meeting, yeah, this is and first. And I just... I, I, Loved it. This is fun. I'm only like you. I can't go that deep. I, don't know. I have to. I have to shout out at <laughs> the end. But. This is episode one one seven. Shout out to my Halo fans, Master Chief one one seven. Over and out. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know what it means, but it feels. It funny doesn't matter. Me. The people. The people that know will know. <clears throat> and having said that, I'm Moose Lundstrom. And I'm Nancy Akudra. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Bye.